Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The sky is just bin liners. <laughs> oh no! Yes. Oh um, yes. It's uh, terrifying. It's just that's the the scariest thought I've ever I've ever seen. It's like a like, like some kind of eldritch children's show. Yes, the, that uh, title was given to us by Jeff Beard. Thank you, Jeff, for that uh, title. Uh, we're doing cosmic horror this week. <laughs> So we're we're talking our Lovecrafts, right? Yeah. Oh, I love crafts. Don't you love crafts? Oh yeah, when you get to make get a bit of get a bit cardboard and do some sewing and that. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of cardboard. The cardboard comes to life. Is very indifferent to your existence. Tries to kill you. Yeah. That much thought. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cosmic it. horror. The the idea of being dwarfed by the 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 larger, more unknowable thing. <laughs> The that truth. is the bin liner. The bin, the, just lots of them. <laughs> the bin liner. It's it's half off bin liners and everyone's buying. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hello, hello. Dave, Welcome Dave to the Bulmer's show. Dave back on the show. Yeah, it's me again. So this time I've I'm recovering from a cold. So if I ever laugh, I go into a coughing fit. So that's going to be fun, isn't it, for an yeah. improv comedy uh, podcast? I forgot the word podcast. I'm in such a state. <laughs> don't. don't. Tell you, tell you what. Oh, don't. don't. Oh, okay. Good point. I won't. <laughs> don't what? Just don't. Just... Yeah, don't, don't, don't die of coughing and you know laughing. Don't laugh. Just don't laugh. Just, <laughs> just, just appreciate this podcast for what it is, and which is not funny. And uh... <laughs> just, just remain unfazed by all yeah. of the all of the whimsy. The only problem is that my way of communicating that I'm laughing currently is just to pull a big face. So listeners at home <laughs> pretend I'm more amused than you sound than I sound. Than you sound <laughs> flipping heck. I need to recover. <laughs> I need to get well. Tell you what, uh, listeners, if you could sound more amused to us then if that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Which can be okay. done by pledging more to the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't sound very amused at the moment, but uh, if you would, if you would go so far as to to give us money every month, then that would be. Uh, we we would truly know that you were amused. <laughs> All right, so we're doing cosmic horror. Dave's back on the show. Shall <laughs> we just go ahead and do some cosmic horrible mentions? Hey. I think so. All right, so uh, Jeff Beard, the uh, person who gave us the Sky is Just Bin Liners title, they got in touch with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. You can also find us on, on Twitter as well, at Life's a Pitch show. Uh, so this is the part of the show now where we just pitch some more titles people have given us on those social media platforms. So from my waste of talent, we've got I'm Not Afraid of You, I'm afraid of the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Ooh>. So this is <laughs> this is I like the idea that someone has kind of like gone through the um gone to the trouble of looking into like the the codex, right? Like the yeah. the big book, the the necronomicon, <laughs> the the, the big book. 
unknowable strange tome that the more you read it the more more mad you go in order to try and find a way out of their out of their debts um and and like by the time they finish reading it you know you've got a big monster and they're like yeah you know still the lesser of two evils really <laughs> <laughs> But wait, uh, but wait a minute, though, wait a minute, yes. because this title doesn't tell us what IRS stands for. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid of the International Register of Spectres. <laughs> <laughs> so the regular IRS. <laughs> yeah, the, the IRS everyone knows, the yeah. one that comes and collects taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while just noting down if you have any ghosts anywhere in your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's what, what? What? What do you think you get taxed on? Every every pound that you earn, yeah, uh, has a potential to be uh, haunted. <laughs> um, right. And <laughs> because, of course, money being the root of all evil, oh yeah, uh, the, the the cause of mm. most deaths. Uh, each pound coin that you get given by your employer mm -hmm. is, um, is 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 delivered to you, hand, hand delivered to you, and it may or may not be haunted. No, but not of course, not haunted. A ghost. Each pound, <laughs> there's the risk it might be a ghost. But the IRS can't account that for much. that. I didn't get paid that much this month. Yes, yes, twenty percent <laughs> of them were ghosts. <laughs> and but they, of course, they can't account for that, right? They can't no. account f for it. So, but you'd expect they would be able to. They are accountants, <coughs> um, but they they have to do it statistically. They have to say twenty percent of. All we we suspect twenty percent of all pound coins are ghosts. <laughs> so well, I mean, if it's so, the International Register of Spectres, it's twenty percent of all currency could yeah. potentially yeah. be ghosts. in the world. And you can tell a ghost coin, or at least you can tell a ghost pound coin, because so there's a few tells. Number one, the queen's <laughs> facing the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Number two, the Latin written around the edge actually says something to do with ghosts, but you have to speak Latin <laughs> to know that. And number three, uh, it's see-through. <laughs> and number it's three, it keeps slamming the windows, <laughs> flickering your candles. What? Like it, like you mean like a fly bumping against a window? <laughs> uh, and and that quid's four, haunted, I can tell. And number four, it hates you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time you look at it, the queen turns and glares at you really angrily. <laughs> Ooh, oh, you, you bastard! <laughs> you. So, so in this world, we have to set a film. Yep. <laughs> so, where do we go with that, Tom? You money-earning bastard! <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> you don't own me. I'm the queen. <laughs> yeah, the ghosts just hate capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was the cause of everyone all, yes. all their deaths. Yeah, it's the ghost of everyone who's ever died of of poverty or yeah, they of, like... they haunt a pound. Yeah, <laughs> everyone gets to haunt a pound if you're really angry at money. Um, so yeah, um, uh, let's say we star. Uh, Chris Pratt, who's an accountant, right? Um, and I think, like, I don't know. I think maybe he's a, he is a ghost. Like, we don't know this. It's a twist at the end, but mm. he's a, he. We find out that he's a ghost. That's why he has to be afraid of his own employer. 
Right. Because he's he discovers that the reason that people are taxed that amount, like he that, that people are, are are being taxed, is because the of their accounting for the number of pound coins that are ghosts. Mm. So he goes and and number the and num- and and the number of ghosts that are working in accounting. Yeah, of yeah. course. So okay, so here's the thing, Chris Pratt. He's gone to his um, he's gone to his parents' house, right? Um, and uh, it's kind of a family gathering. One of the kids there says, "Why? What? What is it you do?" And he's like, "Well, I uh, everyone when 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 you do a job, you get paid some money, and um, some of that money is 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 taken away from the from the, from the paycheck um, because." Uh, because they're like for certain needs, because right? You have, to, you have to, you have to, you uh, have to pay some of that to the government, and then, and then my office deals with that. And they say, why does that get taken away? Where does it go? And he's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm very good at my job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it goes. We just sort of pick it up, and we pick up the individual pound coins from everyone's hands. There, <laughs> we go as, round. There has to be an IRS agent. There has to be an IRS accountant at every location. Um, uh, who, who, when, whenever they're paying their their wages, and we have to pick out one in five of their coins, um, <laughs> by hand. We're really busy. Yeah. They they go one, two, three, four, and then I, and then I go that one's mine. Yeah. Um, so so and, does Chris and- Pratt hunt for the reason why? Yeah, he. That, oh. This is the film. It's him hunting for the reason why, Whoa. and then finding out that the IRS are in fact not the Inland Revenue, um, <laughs> whatever the thing is. Uh, it, it's it's the International uh, Register <laughs> of Register Inspectors, <laughs> and, uh, and the reason he'd he'd been able to come to this realization was because he died in uh, in in transit trying to find find this stuff. But I like that the only the, the on the International Register of Inspectors it. So far, it seems only to have ghost coins registered on it. So maybe yeah. that's the only kind of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, wait, hang on. Ghost coins, are these coins that have died? I mean, <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. No, it's people who died of poverty who are now haunting coins. Yeah, ah, yeah. That's, that's it. But then, but then if those coins are successfully exorcised, that coin has then died. So maybe there is then a ghost of that coin that inhabits the, <laughs> that coin. Um, I mean, we're getting very meta in terms it's... of like, what what happened? Is there a ghost of a ghost if you exercise a ghost? We are. You're right. My apologies. Let's draw back a bit. <laughs> it's, it's best not to think about it, really. I know. Yeah. yeah. That's that. Truly, that is the cosmic horror. Well, yeah. don't say that when you're making the pitch, because like it's something that people don't want to think about or watch a film about. Well, that's, that's the tagline, really. It's uh, it's just it's best not to think about it. I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid of the IRS. It's best not to think about it. Uh, five stars, Empire. <laughs> One star, sight and sound. Right. <laughs> So, from Matthew Presley, we've got The Stars Will Eat You. Oh. The Stars now, Will Eat You. What kind of stars <laughs> well, are we quite thinking Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be Heavenly Bodies, is it? No, no, no. I'm thinking <laughs> this is the stars on Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. Oh, oh shit. So, like, they, they, like, whoosh up off the floor, like the tiles in Link's Awakening, and they, yeah. and the stars 
become like a toothy mouth and go like ang, ang, ang. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they just literally slide apart like they're, they oh, are yeah. in the floor and they just open oh. and then honk <laughs> oh okay so if that happens though I feel like you go somewhere where do you go and what does it have to do with the names written on the stars Ooh. okay because they have I'm like, is it me if I'm wrong do they have they have this is where they put their hands in the cement right yeah uh, right. no no not no? that one oh. um, I think ooh it it might be the same one, it might not be. I'm not sure because I, I know I know the hands in the cement thing is in a different part of Los Angeles. What? I don't know actually. Hang on. Because the stars all have plaques on, like yeah. golden plaques with what they're known for. Yeah. So like, um, for example, Harrison Ford would have one with a with a camera on it. Right. The hands in cement is at the uh, is. Um... The Chinese theater. That's you know, a, the famous okay. uh, the Chinese cinema. So, what are they for? Are they for just whoever visited the Chinese theater? Uh, uh, I don't know. I think they're just. I think they are just another kind of. Star wow, my the, mind's completely pavement. blown. I thought this was the same thing, and that's a shame because that would have been a good like something to do with putting the handprints on would have sealed some kind of devilry pact. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I guess well, I guess I'm in thinking... this case they just got their names written on it, and it'll have to count for the same thing. I'm thinking where where people go. Is mm. kind of like the film being John Malkovich. I've just thought of where they go, but I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna no. Listen, the, you, you carry on. It might fit yeah. in. <laughs> okay, right. Because in the film being John Malkovich, there's like a little hole in this guy's office that yes. he crawls down and inhabits the body of John Malkovich for. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember how long it's for. For about an hour, or something like that. Oh, fif- no, it's before, 15 minutes, it's 15, isn't it? Yeah, yeah before yeah. getting spat out onto a lay-by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie, and I think one we should put on our recommended reading list. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's, it's very much like a Life's a Pitch uh, pick. <laughs> it is a bit, yeah. <laughs> it does um, like pitched it, yeah. So, uh, n- not, to, uh, not to throw <laughs> Charlie Kaufman's genius <laughs> down to our <laughs> <Nope>. level. <laughs> no, no, we are at Char- Charlie Kaufman's genius level. <laughs> but, um... So yeah, I'm thinking when a star just swallows someone up, they inhabit the body of that celebrity ah, or yes. famous person. Um, for that, so some one. sometimes it's like uh, we <coughs> because here's the thing: if that happens, if that's regularly happening, then um, uh, which is is suggested by the title, the stars will eat you. Mm-hmm. Um, then you would expect stars to be slightly more erratic and strange. They'd lose their craft, wouldn't they? Like, you know, imagine yeah. you're in the middle of a shoot yep. and, and uh, like, suddenly, I don't know, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, uh, just starts going like, whoa, whoa, where am I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think, what? I think what would happen is, see... The- the stars let's assume there's some amount of desire involved there they want to eat people right there's some kind of sentience involved well they it's only going to happen you know the stars will eat you not if you don't walk on the stars it's not i'm never going to go there they're not going to eat me so Hmm. what happens is when someone goes down into the start that me they they gradually start to want to move other people towards the stars so like they appear in the in the body of the other star and they go whoa where am i and then they start to go like 
I've got to explain to everyone what happened to me. And they start to be like, look, look at these, everyone, I, I went here. And they, and that's, and it starts, <laughs> like a trap. it starts off like that. And it's innocent enough. And they're just, they just naturally want to show as many people as possible the place where the thing happens to them. But then, yeah, as it goes on, each new iteration is a bit more corrupt. And they, it just gets to the point where they're just like, oh, and they're just pushing people towards this thing all over the world. They're dragging people oh. towards the stars. Oh, so we can go back to, okay, so before hollywood was founded yeah right this is like an is an ancient thing this is this this is the case these holes these pits mm. have been there um since like time immemorium right there are people um the you know settle people settling in america they come out to hollywood and that one one of them just looks over this little hill and like what's over there that's really interesting it's like a little pattern on the ground i'm just gonna She's gonna go and have a look at this and uh like wakes up in the body of some like some other random uh quite famous like the mayor of a nearby town yeah right no it would be the um, it would be like what did they have instead of well wait a minute i was gonna say what did they have instead of entertainers but we're only talking about sort of 300 years ago so they probably did have musicians and yeah actors, yeah, yeah, they sure, had actors. Yeah, yeah. this was like way past shakespeare's time wasn't it yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, wakes up in the body of an actor. The birth of acting started in Shakespeare's time, and, then... um, and they're like, and they're like, yeah, I gotta go back there and show people where it is. So like, they go back there, and then they stood there as because, this person goes, "Oh, look!" Because the stars, the the, the 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 limited sentience the stars have, know that to that what they need is someone who can rally people, someone who is an like a speaker that people are interested in hearing and someone with the charisma to make other people go to the stars and that we now we've now turned that into like the acting industry but it's a personality mm, yeah. type isn't it so yeah. yes yeah absolutely and 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 basically the reason that hollywood boulevard is where that is is because that's where all the stars go yeah the stars don't get sucked back into the star <laughs> like, it's that once they're done they're done right so like the, all the charismatic people have converged on hollywood because this they essentially like they they need more and more people like like wills of the wisp um <laughs> <laughs> uh you, you know like to to lead people into the out there onto the coast towards uh towards los angeles yes so and they're all angels, the stars. That's why they call it City of Angels. Sort of low key. Yeah, well, you in in the film we've got to have a sort of situation where a like a kid is is like you know speaking uh, knowledge beyond their their years sort of thing. They're like they they're they're under the hills, you know, the angels. <laughs> The angels will eat us all. <laughs> like this, the dude got a little, you got a little um, Glockenspiel music going on, <laughs> you know, to, to really sort of well, the, uh, the, sell the creepy. That they look like angels to sort of primitive uh, before Los Angeles was uh, was made. Yeah, uh, when was it established? Like nineteen thirty, something like that. I don't know, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I think there's not very many old buildings in Los Angeles. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just a sort of. A mysterious ground like much like the Bermuda Triangle yeah where angels in inverted commas come down and uh, and gobble people up and it's it's on those stars on the on the sidewalk of Los Angeles where uh, where the points of, of 
devouring <laughs> happen. <laughs> where the mouths are. Yeah, where yes. the mouths are. That's where the mouths are. <laughs> okay, so we've now successfully come up with a premise there, and it's diverted us completely away from the idea I had a minute ago. But I'm still going to um. say it because I like it, and I wonder if we can incorporate it somehow. Which is that okay. when there is someone who's completely gobbled up by this thing, and their soul is just like no longer because when the star like when someone warps into the body of the star the person they yeah where's that person gone now and yeah so it, they've gone somewhere they've they've gone into the world of these stars so i i put forward that that is development hell and that's where they're doing <laughs> to live out the rest of their time <laughs> but what is that like do they know but maybe the star doesn't realize anything has changed but they're just going through the motions of like you know a stalled career they you know they've got contracts in the post <laughs> yeah. and they they're working on this film next month but just for now they're stuck on this boring project and it's not going anywhere and there's delays and the other yeah. thing hasn't got funding and and they, and they don't realize they're in this kind of hollywood purgatory God, it, it, it's almost <laughs> like people who've worked with Guillermo del Toro, uh, f- famous famous for how he starts projects and then just leaves them to go pursue another thing. Okay, so those were all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. We've had loads and loads of responses uh, from you all. So uh, get on those social media websites. That's facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and Twitter at Life's a Pitch show. If you want to give us a title at any point, uh, get on there, give us a like, give us a follow and give us your titles. So now we move on to our major pitch, the main feature of this week's episode and that is from Jeff Beard and it's The Sky is Just Bin Liners So one day the world wakes up and the sky is bin liners or do we want to have the origin story be in this Um Hmm. Should we find should we have them trying to find out why the sky is bin liners or should we have it that we know I feel like we should have them trying to find out because if if they know yeah. or if the audience knows what's the rest of the story like this guy's bin liners now yeah okay um like it's it's almost like a because the visual is going to be absolutely amazing right it's just going to be like this yeah strange um rippling sea yeah mostly black but some white with like yellow tie bits yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> um, bin liners and then plural. there would be some but that's the thing there would be some green ones there would be you know if i don't know if we don't hear but like i don't know if people get special blue ones and stuff to sort their their recycling into different bin liners so like maybe this is a story about the sky being somewhere you have to sort everything like okay all the organic matter goes to that bit of the sky <laughs> well <laughs> cardboard goes there there's always like the idea of like humanity is putting a bunch of stuff into space yeah like the idea that the the, the space is full of junk anyway mm. so the idea that essentially um uh this the the sky becomes full of bin liners because like, we don't know if it's because or not like this is a theory right suddenly the sky is bin liners and everyone's that's what, like that's what they say on the news the sky is it's, it's like that's the that's the news doesn't sound like that the sky has been uh covered in bin liners today uh it has emerged um the uh you know the police say that they don't know what's going on and they don't know 
They simply don't know. <laughs> they don't know what it is. They're trying to find out. So I've forgotten what I've forgotten the way you worded it. Imagine I said it the way you worded it, but in that tone of voice. Um, I can't remember how I worded it either because it was it was mainly hedges. Um, so we cut to a police officer, right? <laughs> yeah. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Anna Kendrick, who says, could be a, a Chinese plot. <laughs> <laughs> She's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, nobody. And then, and then, the point is, literally, no one even has a clue because it's such a weird thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. She says, uh, <laughs> "Well, uh, some people are saying it's that. I, I, I don't think so. But you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Just stay calm. Oh, I, I only came on here to say stay calm. But you know, it's difficult <laughs> being on live TV. And, uh, and we follow her. <laughs> I don't know how I got it. I, know, I, I thought we were uh, cutting to Anna Kendrick at the police station. She's the chief of police in this small American oh, town, and right, she's okay. and she's around a round table with all the other officers. And she goes, maybe it's the Chinese. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and they're all like, it's probably not seeing as it's across the whole world why would the Chinese ruin their chances of gaining direct sunlight as well and <laughs> um, so I, I think but then importantly the, it... I think um, uh, like some people are <coughs> suggesting that it's an environmental thing right hmm. oh yeah. it's it's we're such a we got so much trash that God has seen fit to send yes. us the bags to put it in <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of ironic in that way. <laughs> but also, there's someone in the room there who who's a scientist in the police room where they're having their policey thoughts, trying to figure out what it is. There's a scientist there, and he goes, "Well, uh, I'm from the delegate of science. I'm I'm the delegate from the scientists, and actually, this is really interesting to us, and we'd like to study it because if what has happened here is that the sky has turned into bin bags, well, now." We have a, f a proper final delineation between what is the difference between like the sky and just <laughs> and just air. So like where does just where does just air down here stop and the sky begin? It's now measurable because it's where the bin liners start. At which point the person who's opposite them on this on this sort of like uh, round table newscast says, "Why do you care? There's no sunlight." <laughs> <laughs> It's all gone dark. There's also the sort of horrible knowledge of the fact that we now know where the skyline is. Because yeah. that's that's definitively where all the bin liners are. Everyone exactly. just feels trapped. But also, because it's bin liners, it's not one big bin liner, mm. right? There are small cracks of light coming through each and in, uh, each yeah. individual one, or they they kind of move and shift around like almost like cloud cover. Mm. But it's well, and anyway, if you it, it wouldn't be fully dark depending on how many layers there are because you know if you hold up a bin bag, you can kind of see all of the you know fibers in it and stuff. It's mm. it's not fully, you it's a bit see through. The light can get through, so there'd have to be loads of layers of it. I tell you what, though, it'll be a tangle for planes because they're there. Doesn't matter how low flying they are, they're always in the sky. Yeah. So they can be like someone sends someone sends up a drone yeah. just like to like a couple of inches off the floor, and the bin liners are suddenly that close to the floor, <laughs> so they have to just switch off the drone. <laughs> planes falling from the sky into bin liners. No one can get the passengers out. Like, but yeah. they are no, safe. And at home, at, <laughs> at home. 
uh, there's people trying to watch this on the news and there's someone who's watching it on BBC they're watching the news there's someone who's watching it on ITV finding out the news about the bin liners there's someone watching Sky <laughs> and their TV is just bin liners <laughs> welcome to Sky News someone's watching Russell, Sky Russell, Russell. For, for, uh... <laughs> For our American listeners and anyone else that doesn't live in England, Sky, I think, is uh, our kind of fox, is it? I think I think well, the US has Sky. Yeah, Sky. Hmm. Well, yeah. well, if you call it Fox, that makes it sound way more... Well, I don't know. How, how partisan is it? It's owned by Murdoch, yeah, isn't yeah, it? But I don't know how partisan... Pretty- I don't know how partisan the actual news they've not, been is because quite I don't Fox, have it. Not quite Fox, but it is yeah. quite partisan. Is it? It's, right. it's like if... Right, imagine if Fox dressed up in a BBC costume. Oh really? Yeah, I kind of like that. I never yeah, knew. It's... I didn't realise we had one of them. <laughs> Sky is a, a news broadcaster. <laughs> wait, wait! I've just said that it's owned by Murdoch, but I don't know that at all. I don't know where I came up with that. No, that's true. Yeah, it's true. That'll be where I came. That'll be where I got it from. That'll be where I got the from as well. News Corp. <laughs> news Corp. Um, um, yeah. Right. So it's Anna Kendrick, chief of police in this small American town. Yeah. That's the main focus of this film. Right. Okay. Right. Fine. Uh, what uh, What can she do to affect the sky? Or maybe maybe the the town is called Sky. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, and she's called Sky. That's like a lady's <laughs> name yeah, in America, it is isn't it? She's sky. the chief of police. It's not a small American town. It is the Isle of Sky. Oh. Okay. In, in Scotland. Uh, in the British British Isles. Yeah, Scotland. Uh, and is. So and is their whole island just bin liners now? Well, yeah, it's it's all bin liners. So is the sky, and she's yeah, just she, the sky. She's just like ah, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Like <laughs> she's watching the news, so and no like, one's got a clue what's happening, and she's like, I bet I can get to the bottom of this. If the sky's being bin liners, then we have to be <laughs> the source because we're a place called Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so everything sky so the sky that is that's bin liners yeah. the isle of sky that's bin liners sky tv is bin liners mm-hmm. the uh the 1970s prog band sky they're bin liners yeah. <laughs> so don't tell me why do we build castles in the bin liners <laughs> <laughs> the sky at night that's just turned bin into bin liners, liners. patrick so moore is, so- is now just bin liners so this is really <laughs> suggesting that the the word is the more important than the concept of of of, of, of sky, maybe, Who or knows? even the meaning. <laughs> yeah, we don't know yet. We've got to solve it's the a, problem. It's a we? horrible eldritch curse. <laughs> and this this chief of police, her name is Sky, so she's worried that she's next because yeah. everything Sky is turning into bin. Sure. Oh, so what she does, right? Because her her entire her in, the island that her town is on, right? Is slowly <laughs> is slowly degrading into bin liners, right? She'll yeah. she 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 tries to climb a rock to get a better look, and she just like <laughs> the top of the rock just comes like it's. Uh, have you ever like seen a bin uh, a bin liner like or a, a plastic bag that's buried in sand, where like just a little bit of it is exposed above the uh, above the sand, yeah. and the rest is sort of compacted in in so you can't move it, but there's got that little flippy floppy bit at the top. Um, wow, that's a lot more information than I knew about. I've seen the flippy floppy bit. I didn't know you couldn't. What if you pulled the flippy floppy bit? What would happen with the whole with the whole sand dune 
just no it's just it's just it in place it's just under a lot of sand so it might it's buried so there's only one bit that's oh, free. right oh, okay what you're talking about is way more normal than i thought yeah. i thought you were specifically <laughs> talking about plastic bags and the effect that they that go through when they're under some sand no no no. you just mean you just mean they're being held they're in place being by held in sand. place by okay, some sand right. yeah mm. but in this okay. case she's climbing to the top of a big hill rocks yeah. and it looks like a mountain and she yeah. as she reaches the pinnacle of the mountain she there's that flippy floppy bit but it's the rock <laughs> uh, it, oh. it's it's and then so like as she as she goes oh no 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 she sees the coast starting to turn black and parts of the and bits of it floating off into the sea and then the flippy floppy bit is getting bigger and bigger and the, this mountain is starting to, to to degrade and so yeah I think she decides to sew a bunch of these black bin bags together because okay. she's she's got most of them, right? She got of anyone in the world, the Isle of Skye has the most uh, bin bags currently. In addition to that, it's Scotland, so it's incredibly windy. Mm. So what she does is make an enormous sail out of bin bags to find out to to fly up into the in, into the sky where uh, where the bin bags are. She's gonna try and get up there and, and and approach. And when she gets there, so she's like she's she kind of like lashing these things together. She's sewing them all together. She gets all her 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 Scottish friends to sort of uh, to, to to help create this enormous patchwork sail this hot air balloon essentially uh, made of black bin bags who are her Scottish friends Uh, it's uh, Maggie Smith yep (laughs) um, and Robert uh, Carlyle Robert Carlyle and and Nick Frost and Limmy yeah Limmy (laughs) Uh, Brian Limond Um, (laughs) so (laughs) well I don't you asked me who their friends were. I, I presume because you wanted more castings. Yeah. But they don't have any characters. They don't have any characters. No, it's just those. <laughs> those. I, I say that they're her Scottish friends, as in those people are her Scottish friends. <laughs> so uh, maybe they go up with her. Should we say they go up with her? I don't know. Maybe it might just be her. Um, because I think I think they get up there. Like they, um, I reckon, uh. Robert Carlyle is a sailor. Yep. He's a hot air balloon um, man who can't use well, a hot air balloon anymore. Here's the thing. No, Robert Carlyle is a sailor, so he knows how to lash these things together. Yeah. Whereas Maggie Smith was is like an Amelia Earhart-like pioneer of aviation. She like flew planes in World War One. She is um, Amelia Earhart. Amelia she Earhart is Amelia Earhart. went missing. She turned up in the Isle of Skye and just lived her life there she was she she did it to avoid tax she faked <laughs> her own death no it was just it's just the fact that, that everyone just misunderstood when she said i'm gonna fly, go fly up into the sky now <laughs> um what she actually said was i'm going to fly to sky <laughs> and when someone said amelia earhart has gone missing she just sort of watched the news and shrugged <laughs> <laughs> well you don't get much news over on the other sky no no <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, did you know that before she took off, she was called Amelia Groundhog? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what a terrible joke! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like they, they, they. Um, I think as they get towards the sky, it gets harder and harder for them to to progress because, of course, they're getting into the sky. The 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 they're 
plowing into these black bin bags and people are getting caught up mm. maggie smith gets gets caught up in the in in the in the lower atmosphere of the bin bags <laughs> and oh, she's man. like go on without me you'll have to carry on without me and sky you need to you need to climb your way to the top okay. to see what's up there okay it's fine we weren't really that involved anyway <laughs> you hadn't been characterized no. in the film very much no People can see plenty we're be... more films, Maggie Smith. Bye. That means we're going to be treated to the sight of a CG Maggie Smith being flung around in a typhoon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen such a thing. Typhoon of bin bags. <laughs> um, and then, and then they sort of climb up, and uh, uh, like, I, I think. Um, that they get to the top and they're bringing this basket with them the basket that's carried them on this weird hot air balloon of of, of, of bin bags and then uh, they, they're on top finally they're they're on top of this sea of bin bags just <laughs> stretching out as far as the eye can see it's, it's and... like that bit in the Matrix Revolutions where they go up uh, through the sky and it's just like sunlight and real nice out yeah yeah, yeah. Except for black bin bags on the floor. Black the floor is on the floor, <laughs> the floor is made of bin bags. It's blue and sky, but black bin bags. Yeah, and they're <laughs> sat there in this little basket, as 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 Robert Carlyle like fashions a sail out of some more bin bags, and they're just like <laughs> zooming along on on the sea of bin bags, uh, sailing, trying to find a clue as to why this is happening. And I think they they're sailing like that for quite a while. Um, this could be actually quite a pretty film if they got the art direction right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> not I a think, good one. I think, a pretty one. I think but not a this good one. is a. I think this should be a stop motion film. I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting Coraline vibes off it. Yeah. Or even like Kubo y Kubo and Two Strings. Yeah, there stuff. you go. Yeah. That's, that's um, what I was thinking of. In that actually, yeah. no, you can't bring it up. <laughs> it's, it's the same production house. So, yeah. Um. So anyway, they're they're zooming along in this little little basket and um. I think when they uh, look up into this into space, essentially what's above them, because they can't call it the sky. Because if it was no. called the sky, it would be um, it would be more bin bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so essentially, they're just high enough for the oxygen to be. But here's the problem: Nick Frost, who they brought up for muscle. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's probably fought off some bin bag monsters. What do you reckon about bin bag monsters, guys? Oh, yeah. How do you feel course. about that? Well, how- Absolutely, of course. I mean, you know, the, at first maybe, like, the wind would whip some bin bags up and then they would take on the aspect of monsters and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe, like, spiders made of... T- with, with legs made of twisted bin bags. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they pull Maggie Smith Scramble around. That's what happens um, to Maggie Smith. Whoa. Yeah. And Nick it's, Frost's it's already... horror, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> already oh, yeah. punched and kicked a few of them oh, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is as good as he is at martial arts it's he's... just it's been quite gentle so far <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah, no, it has it's, it hasn't been a scary film so far um, <laughs> as good as he is at martial arts um, he's, he's got asthma he's struggling uh, in the upper atmosphere oh, no. and, uh, and yeah. like he's like I'll only weigh you down I'm going and he dives off the edge <laughs> into the into bin, the bin bag sea. Oh, but there's so many layers of bin bags that he just kind of goes doink, boink, boink, <laughs> doink, boink, doink, boink, all the way down. Yeah, exactly. By bin spiders. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like a load of comfortable pla- uh, trampolines and then a sea of bin spiders. <laughs> so now it's just Robert Carlyle. Uh, who was it? Who was who was the the police chief? Uh, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick and um, and Brian Lemond, <laughs> <laughs> who was only there because he was sleeping in the basket when they took off. <laughs> I like that. He's a, he's a drunk. He's playing a he's playing a sort of an alcoholic who is just wait. Brian Lemond in real life is extremely comfortable around spiders. <gasps> right? Yeah. Remember all those videos that he used to do with them climbing on his face? Oh, oh yeah, so, yeah. So he be, so he can go up against the bin spiders. He can fight them, no problem. Ah. There, there we've got uh, we've got a little scene there. Well, I mean, he tries to fight him off when they take Maggie Smith, but I think he fails. And then for the rest of the film, up until the third act, he's in. Yeah. He's depressed because he he failed Maggie Smith. Uh, oh, all this time, all this time, yeah, because of course, because because they were best friends. Yeah. Um, all this time, he they've they've always been trying to fight off the spiders. At this point, uh, Limmy, who has been been sort of like. Uh, in a, in a, he's been drinking since Maggie Smith got torn apart. Um, he kind of wakes you up. Would, I suppose, you would, wouldn't you? I suppose if you saw Maggie Smith get torn apart by big typhoon, who among us wouldn't turn to the bottle after that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Alcoholic epidemic sweeps the nation after film released. <laughs> I can see, I can see the headlines right now. Anna, Anna Kendrick um, uh, uh, is a bit of a hothead, right? Yep, so she's like, "What she? What are you doing in my basket? Get out of my basket, you stupid drunk!" And she kicks him, kicks him in the stomach, and picks him up and tries to throw him out of the edge. Because essentially, like, <laughs> she's frustrated now because essentially she's lost two friends, right? She and there's no sign of anything above, right? They've been sailing for now two days mm. um, above the uh, above the the Bimbag Sea, and all that's ha- all that Limmy's done is drink and and cry and sleep. And she tries to throw him out the side, and uh, he like catches onto the back, and all these all these Bimbag spiders start crawling up his body, right? And that's when he's he's like holding on for dear life, but he's not bothered by these binbag spiders, right? He doesn't he doesn't mind at all. So he's because he, he uh, let's say that he was uh, a he was on the Isle of Skye to study spiders, yeah, right, um, and the effect that pollution has on them, um, and uh, <laughs> and and so as as these spiders climb up him, like they don't tear him apart at all because he's not fighting back. They actually start climbing onto the basket and lift him back in. Oh. And uh, the the only reason they've been tearing people apart is because they've people have been treating them as monsters. Mm. Yeah. At which point they um, start to weave a web of of bin bags underneath them. Oh God. And. Uh, they descend. Yeah. So are they? It's like, sorry, it's like, th- like thread of bin bag coming out of them. Yeah. yeah, thread of bin bag. Yeah. Also, it's Ugh. the spiders little, that started it. Little shiny PVC uh, kind of like uh, plastic uh, strings. Yes, and yeah, no, yeah. Tom's right. When they we we think they're going to weave a web, but they weave some bin bags. <laughs> sure yeah. enough, that's where they come from. Yeah. yeah. In the first place. But the the, uh, the larger question is why? 
really. Well, I question. <laughs> um, no, it's it, that's that's no no great question at all, Tom. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is, when uh, when 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 humanity started launching uh, uh, rubbish into space because we had to no no landfill space left, <laughs> um, a, 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 a a spider got sent up with it and, and, uh, and it like mated with a bin bag. Gary Oldman from the film Lost in Space from 1998, where he, he comes back to life later on in the film as a giant spider with the head <laughs> of Gary Oldman. Well, that happens. Yeah. Um, because what happens is they start spinning this web, and they take the entire um, uh, <laughs> they take the entire basket down with them. Yeah. And of course, they're all like, "Oh no, no!" But but Limmy's like, "Hold on, they know what they're doing." Um, <laughs> They're taking us <laughs> they to Gary Oldman. They're, they're taking us down to the heart of the the heart of the web, and then they there inside the bin bag layer is Gary Oldman <laughs> as a spider, <laughs> <laughs> and he tells them the story the story of how uh, he was just a spider mm. until he was launched into space <laughs> on, a, on a on a on a on a junk rocket. Yeah. Oh wow! By a sci- by a scientist yeah. played by Gary Oldman, so that's why when it <laughs> yeah. wove itself into this new form, yes, because yeah. Gary Oldman was his god, essentially, yeah. and now yeah. and now he's become the god. The the spider Gary Oldman is now the god. It was a sort. Wait of- a minute! Is this an opportunity to have two Gary Oldmans fight each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not? The, the the scientist Gary Oldman's in a prison in the, in the lair, and they they let they let him out. They they managed to spring themselves out of the jail <laughs> to get out. Battle to the death. Yeah, and then and then Gary Oldman, the scientist, is just like, "No, you go. I will fight the spider." <laughs> Terrible Gary Oldman impression. You, I will fight I was just the thinking spider. How, I was just thinking how tricky it is to do a Gary Oldman impression because he's famously different. Yeah, he's, he's a very diverse, versatile actor, isn't he? So, <laughs> so he just does this voice for this movie. He's like, "I will fight the spider, me." And then he's got <laughs> like, what? What's the worst thing for bin liners? What's the anti-bin liner essentially? Um. Uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Famously, you can't really destroy a bin liner, and that's what's wrong with them. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got it. I, I think I know what it is. It's um, Anna Kendrick tries to set fire to the bin, the bin liner. Hmm. Right. Oh. She takes one of Brian Lemons' uh, flipping whiskey bottles and throws it like a Molotov, <laughs> and immediately the entire thing sets on fire. Yep. Gary Oldman screaming. There's, there's like, there's nothing for it, and um, they don't know what's going on below them, right? They haven't seen Earth um, since the uh, since, since they, they left. kind of since, since they left they crossed the bin liner layer. Mm. But as the as the bin liner layer starts to um, starts to to burn, radio signals start coming through to her her walkie-talkie like police radio that she's got on her hip. Um, and uh, which is the most armed that Scottish policemen are, um, <laughs> and uh, she, um, yeah, like, sort of, she starts getting just screams. People are dying down on the earth below as the as the bin bin bag layer burns, and I think that's where we end the film. Mm. Whoa! As the sky burns, yeah, like, and we hear Gary Oldman and Gary Oldman screaming. 
Yeah. Over the over the over the credits as the credits roll with the uh, with the song <laughs> the song Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix playing. No, no, no. There's no music. It's just the entire credits are just Gary Oldman screaming oh, on two tracks. I kind of want Purple Haze <laughs> to play because it's got the line, uh, the very contentious line of uh, "Excuse me while I kiss the sky." <laughs> Oh yeah! It's like you can kiss the sky because it's bin liners. If you if you want to kiss bin a bin liners. liner, you can kiss the sky. Kiss the sky. <laughs> yeah, those. I like. If you I, really want to kiss a bin liner? <laughs> I kind of like the idea of uh, of of the 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 remain the surviving uh, cast members floating down towards Earth uh, on on a bin li- liner like a little parachute. Mm, yeah, and um, uh, everything's on fire. And everything's on fire below, and they're like, "What's left?" And they don't know. Yeah. And then we end the film. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. The sky is just bin liners. Thank you for that uh, <laughs> film title, Jeff Beard. Uh, remember, you can go on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and Twitter. We are at Life's a Pitch Show to give us a title every week. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed uh, the. If- the sky is just bin liners um, and, and all the rest um, if you did enjoy it then you might uh, consider sharing it with your friends telling them on social media and all that kind of thing uh, that you like the podcast as well as uh, you know just telling them in person I know it's difficult but sometimes you can talk about podcasts in person face to face with a human being um, and if you can't you can always get the information tattooed on your head couldn't you You can. because they're on your forehead yeah just right on your forehead you could have like you should listen to and subscribe to Life's a Pitch podcast at Life's a Pitch show or whatever it yeah. is. You can make Patreon.com. It... You know what? I'm not greedy. You could get it bullet pointed. So you could just yeah. say you could. You should listen to Life's a Pitch podcast. I don't know. My brother and my brother and me or whatever else. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Sonic the Comic the podcast. Just like, you know, just sort of all your favorite podcasts. Just get them bullet pointed on the top there. So then you don't have to talk about it. You'll well, never have to talk about many, podcasts again. If you've got, <laughs> wouldn't that be wonderful? If you've got enough favourite podcasts, it's going to have to go all the way down your body. Yeah, People yeah, are going to have to really give you a close examination. Yeah. Now, if if that seems like body horror to you, um, <laughs> then you could consider doing the alternative, which is to say, going to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast. So it's one or the other, really. Um, Pay us you- enough money, and we will not tattoo anything on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast, um, you can give us a little, little bit of money each month. Uh, it doesn't have to be very much at all. In fact, one dollar is our lowest tier, and you get you know you get to vote on the genre every single week uh, for what um, like for what actual genre of film we'll be, we're going to be pitching. And then there are there are. Uh, Film commentaries, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, a bonus pitch every single uh, every single week for the five dollar tier. There's all sorts on there. Mm, go and explore. Just have a little have a little go. Um, uh, and you also, this is the main one really. You get a very very long character limit with which to use um, uh, to to put your name in, and uh, nobody checks apparently. Um, so uh, you could be just like Mihir Trevetti, my waste of talent. Pete's only gone and tamed himself a bloody serial dragon. Brandon Spanky Mills. I hope you're happy, Jimmy. The dragon is dead now. Stephen D. Thomas. Fingers to hand. If I can prorogue Parliament, then I can prorogue the Bisque Crisis. A band of vigilantes (laughs) has taken Edinburgh and named it New Scramble. I don't care about Scotland, Brenda. Our mortgage rates are ruined. Brent Black. Janet, I'm leaving. The North calls. 
Mavis, does this brunch feel a bit spooky to you? Joseph Hegarty. <laughs> I cannot believe how quickly that lunch army got annihilated. You'll notice, by the way, that I'm struggling on the real people's names. Um, <laughs> quickly, Sandra, we have to rebuild the statue before they arrive. Alex NSFW, surrender or Carl will never return, Prime Minister. That one's in all capitals. Um, Glenn, you're oh, a traitor to oh, Aberdeen. All this time, I've been assuming all these were in all capitals. <laughs> no, no, just the just that one. Uh, the rest uh, there. So what, an, what an amazing amount of restraint your patience was showing. <laughs> yeah. Glenn, you're a traitor to Aberdeen and to the good name of Derry Lee. <laughs> Aberdeen has broken off and is travelling south, Prime Minister. The world media is just reporting on the media ban now. You're golden. <laughs> it's like if Roland Emmerich, the guy who did Independence Day and The Day After Tomorrow, directed a film produced by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's a global disaster, but with all the mystery of Lost. <laughs> the interesting thing, thing is that different people change their names at different times. So mm. at, at the top here, we've got like uh, Pete's only gone and tamed himself a bloody serial dragon. Um, but then, uh, like, then after that, only two names later, we've got I hope you're happy, Jimmy. The dragon is dead now. Um, so, like, you know, you've really, you've really got like a, a strange unfolding, slightly asynchronous uh, story. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, like different people in the world, different people in the UK are finding out different pieces of news at different times. Um, it's a great, it's a great narrative. It is. Uh, well, thank you, all those people. I, 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 you know, we're discussing your names, but like, I, I suspect that's the point. Um, <laughs> ooh, thank you for giving it. Thank you for your patronage, and uh, we really appreciate it. You do help the podcast keep going and getting better, hopefully. So, thank you, Dave, for coming back on the show for this uh, incredible cosmic horror episode. Yeah, it's been horrifying. <laughs> it has. We've I'm really scared. I'm going to go and change my trousers into bin bags. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you, Dave? Oh, well, I'm here most of the time. But also, um, I'm Demon Tomato Dave on Twitter and YouTube and various things. I've got a fortnightly, that's every two weeks, Americans, podcast called Sonic the Comic the Podcast and that is a podcast about the time in the 90s, the early 90s when Sega ruled the roost here in the UK and not in America. People who are like Sonic fans and stuff in America do not know what they missed because they were in charge here and it was great fun but also we sort of just talk about what it was like then generally. And then also I've got another podcast which is incredibly sporadic and comes out just whenever we do one which is called Serious Disney, and that is about Disney things and animated things and those remakes that Disney are making all the time at the moment and nobody quite understands why except for some nebulous thing that's probably to do with maintaining copyright uh, that is on the usual podcast places and you can find it by just searching for them so that is Sonic the Comic the Podcast and Serious Disney's and also I've got a comic that you can read at imaginarygumbo.com uh, and there's more of it about to come out really soon it's very good, I read it. It's good. People who like comics, go and read it. It's good. Also, recently we've been on another podcast. Uh, me and Matt went head-to-head -head answering very, very embarrassing, awkward questions that uh, we got asked by a uh, friend of the show and, uh, and guests sometimes on the show, Brent Black um, and uh, Kate Sloan as well. They, they run the podcast Question Box. Uh, you can find that on 
every podcasting place as well we were on that uh so if you want to find out a bit more about us maybe too much uh go to there and I'm... um i believe dave's been on the been on that show in fact you were yes. on the first episode that's right i was the very first guest on question box yeah uh, it's a very strange experience for people <laughs> like us because basically uh over here in the uk we have a very different idea of what personal questions are and how you should respond to them mm. than well not i nearly said than americans but it's really just brent and kate <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they, they they managed to bring a brand new definition of uncomfortable uh truth <laughs> uh and it's uh it, it's it's daunting um yeah. if you if you are a person who knows me and Tom or just has an image of me and Tom that you want to keep then maybe don't go there <laughs> but otherwise do why not no do I've, I've heard their episode it's really good and it made me laugh a lot in the supermarket I was in the sh- I was in the pin bag aisle, actually, oh my god and, uh, and I ended up around. laughing out loud at funny bits and people gave me funny looks in the bin bag aisle so. <laughs> there'll be no more funny looks in the bin bag aisle from now on <laughs> <laughs> all right so we end the show as always with our yes very clever award this is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title that's uh, based around an existing title but just made made a little joke made a little jokey work <laughs> oh, um, what a joke so from someone on twitter who's called themselves jimmy scrambles you stay i go no bisking uh we have <laughs> i have no bisque and i must scream <laughs> There's also a tagline for that uh, movie given to us by Josh Cooper. In space, no one can hear you in space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been Matt Turner. I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Dave Bulmer. Remember who bitched it? <laughs> yeah! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>